Oh hey, you're listening to Pep Talk, a podcast launched during the national lockdown in April 2020 to celebrate and support our favourite New Zealand businesses. Join Grace Creft, ex-lawyer and former owner of Sweet Bakery and Cakery, to hear about how some of our favourite businesses built their brands, the ups and downs along the way, and what we can do to support them, both now and once business as usual returns. So, are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. I have just jumped off the phone with today's guest, Kate from Loxies up in Auckland, and I am so excited to share this with you. I might not even be able to wait until the launch day next week. This episode is just packed with nuggets of gold and wisdom from Kate. We are all going to learn so much from her journey with Loxies. For those of you who haven't come across it before, Loxies is a hair salon up in Auckland, but it is definitely not just a regular hair salon. Loxies specializes in ethically sourced real human hair extensions that are applied using a unique technique with no gluing or braiding. So basically they just blend in seamlessly, no awkward Britney Spears moments around here. On top of that, their salons are just beautifully fitted out, such gorgeous spaces, and her team are lovely and kind. You can't help but just feel like part of the family. What you probably can't tell from looking at Loxies now is that it started out with Kate, who was at the time working in a corporate world in an ad agency, doing hair extensions on the weekend for her friends and family in a shed in her garden. She's now grown to two salons in Auckland, one in Wellington along the way, and an at-home clip-in extension range, which we didn't even get around to talking about today because there was so much good stuff to cover in one short episode. But that's enough from me. I know you are going to love hearing this story directly from Kate herself. So let's dive right in. So I can't wait to dive right into hearing all about your story because I know that Loxies does have pretty humble beginnings. So I think people are going to find that really relatable, which is amazing. But before we get into that good stuff, let's warm up quickly with some quick fire this or that questions for you. So Kate doesn't know what these are going to be, so she's totally off the cuff here. So here we go. Number one, and I chose this especially for you, we've got hair up or hair down? Oh, hair down all day long. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I feel like I can only do like a day of down and then I want a bun. Or a yeah, I'm a huge fan of a bun, but I don't know. It's just something about hair down feels more feminine to me it just I feel more like me with hair yeah. down yeah and especially when you've got beautiful hair extensions and <laughs> yeah well. well that's the aim yeah <laughs> you want to show them off right absolutely <laughs> so then we've got now this is kind of topical a toilet roll are you an under or an over or a don't care oh gosh don't care don't even think I've ever noticed some people oh, are really big on that. Now. Yeah, like that's quite a big deal for some people. <laughs> so, I have to start observing my behavior there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I am either, so it's not just you. But. Okay, next up, we've got tacos or burritos. Oh, burritos. Nice. Yeah. And then when you're driving, which you're obviously not doing much of at the moment, mm-hmm. are you a driver or a passenger? Um, I'm a driver. I'm a terrible passenger. Ask my husband. <laughs> I'm sure that's deeply psychological. Yeah. Control. <laughs> Control freak. I don't yeah. personality. <laughs> All right. And then we've got, would you prefer a fancy dinner 
like dinner out or a takeaways in in normal life we can't do that oh i mean takeaways in right now would be everything i'm cooking a lot of meals Mm -hmm. so yeah i'd be all about some takeout yeah for sure (laughs) yeah i think that's the first thing everyone's gonna do when lockdown lifts i know i'm like this is just so much food to be cooking (laughs) yeah especially for like a big household and extra people yeah yeah i'm unloading the dishwasher three times a day i'm like oh uber eats yeah yeah and then finally we've got gardening or housework slash cleaning oh um housework yeah housework yeah i'm the same not a gardener not a gardener no cool so nice to get to know you a little bit got a bit of an insight into some of your toilet and your house cleaning (laughs) habits so important to kick things off like that absolutely and so now let's dive a bit into the first bit of our chat where we are just going to nicely pretend for a minute that it's business as usual and take a bit of a trip back in time to before COVID-19 was even a thing and actually I'd like to go a little bit further back than that because I'd love to hear about how you started Loxies because I think I heard that you don't have a background in hairdressing where you didn't before you started you actually have a corporate background which is very similar to me and yourself taught yourself and then started the business in a shed in your garden I did we need to hear about this yeah yeah Yeah. so I mean I've got an interesting backstory I suppose and that I had a lot of jobs um and my husband to this day you know jokes about how when he met me he was like great girl but I'm definitely gonna have to you know she's not gonna amount to much I'm gonna have to be (laughs) have to be the breadwinner I know um and so I had a lot of jobs and of course what I didn't know at the time was that each job was preparing me for you know, what I'm now doing. And I wish that I had have known then that it was preparing me. I probably would have stuck those jobs out a little bit more. Um, But ultimately I, I had really, really fine. I have very, very fine natural hair. Um, I moved from Wellington to Auckland when I was about 19 because I met my partner, now husband. Um, And with me, I bought these horrendous clip-in hair extensions that um, were like my pride and joy. I mean, they looked like a small feral animal when I took them out I'd like leave them lying around the house or in the (laughs) bathroom and my partner the husband now um just absolutely hated them um but they looked I mean when I look back on photos of myself I'm just I'm so mortified I had quite a short um blunt bob naturally and then I would clip in these extensions and it was so obvious where my hair ended and the extensions started and they were straggly and it was just it was a you know now it's my worst nightmare oh cringe Uh, (laughs) cringe yeah so um so my husband's flatmate at the time had a weave like a proper weave put Mm -hmm. in her hair um and so one day he said to me look you've got to come to my house this time this day um and I rocked up and he'd paid for a woman to come around and give me a weave so that was my first experience with proper hair extensions that were you know semi undetectable um cut naturally you know they looked it looked like it was my hair they were legitimate <laughs> and um and it was so incredibly painful because the method that they work with is work, sorry that they work with is where they corn braid your natural hair and then sew the weft into it so the corn braids are so tight that i yeah so so painful not really designed for fine hair whatsoever um, and I remember, you know, and it's funny the things that you remember because I don't even remember what I had for breakfast, but I remember sitting um, on the ground in front of the mirror in his room and just staring at my hair and like stroking it like, oh my gosh, I finally got the hair 
you know, that I've always dreamed of. And it just is really etched into my memory. Um, and I couldn't even, I couldn't smile. Like I couldn't move my head. It was so painful for a good few days afterwards, but the result was just phenomenal. And I fell in love with extensions. So I, um, after a little bit of a journey with that method, I just couldn't handle the pain. Every time I got my hair done, I would be, you know, weeping sitting in the chair. It was just hellish. Um, and I came across a place that did the method that we now offer at Loxies, which is this micro weft system. And they said, yep, we can work with the hair that you've got now, but it's a different method. There's no glue or braiding involved and it shouldn't be painful. And I was like, sign me up. So I went and had this different method in my hair. Again, just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and then I was just driving one day and heard an ad on the radio for training at the salon that I was getting my hair done at. I was like, this could be kind of fun. Like I've done a lot of things work-wise and, you know, this could just be a hobby for me. I was still very much exploring what I wanted to do and it sounded like fun. Um, I was 19 still at the time. Um, and so I went and did this course to do extensions. Um, and it was a, a weekend course, you know, not high quality training whatsoever. And by the end of the weekend, it was like, here's your certificate, Kate. You, you're now a hair extension um, specialist or, you know, stylist or whatever, whatever was on the certificate. And I remember just thinking, this is terrifying. I don't have a hairdressing background. What if I ruin someone's hair? What if I damage it? Um, how do I know what's good here? What's bad here? Like I just, the certificate was empty to me you know I didn't actually feel confident being able to to practice on people's heads going forward um so I said to them guys can I work at the salon you know I'm still working nine to five can I work at the salon like evenings and weekends for free just so that I can get as much experience as possible um and so I proceeded to do that over the coming months um and then eventually got to the point where I was comfortable enough to start offering it to um to my own clients and it really started out with just friends um, and then, yeah, things grew from there um, and it got to the point where I did need to hire, um, I call it, yeah, the shack or like this little cabin where basically for $50 a week, this company would come and like high ab onto the front lawn, um, a kind of, it was kind of like a caravan or a, um, it was a cabin. Yeah, um, like on wheels, one of those little yeah. trailer ones. Yeah, but it, but it looked, you know, like it was kind of meant to be there when, when they'd put it on the front lawn. The only thing was you had to, like, plug it into the house to get power, and I couldn't paint the inside of it or anything, so it was just this wood, hollow wood <laughs> shell, basically. Glamorous. Yeah. yeah, very, and it was my pride and joy at the time. Um, and then it just I just started seeing clients outside of my normal working hours um and it got to the point where yeah I was I mean I'd go to work nine to five and um what was I doing then I was working for an ad agency um and then I'd come home and I'd see clients till you know nine ten o'clock at night and then all day Saturday and all day Sunday um and I just I was having these women sit in my chair and they were feeling the same feelings that I had felt when I first got my extensions and it was just, it became addictive to me. Like the, and I became obsessed with the relationship and the, the connection that I was building with these women who were choosing to come and see me and to be able to, you know, help them with their confidence by way of, you know, the hair that they'd always dreamed of was just, um, it kind of took me by surprise how much I loved it and, um, and how much I wanted to keep doing it. Um, and I got busier and busier and it just got to the point where it was like, wow, I could kind of do this 
like this this could be a legitimate business for me um and you know i was burning out obviously working all day in my corporate job and then seeing clients every every other hour around that um and so my husband actually built a he built me a purpose-built studio at the back of our property so backstory to this which of course made things a wee bit easier was um around the age of 20 my husband and a really good friend of ours went thirds on our first property and that was before the housing market went boom so it meant that we had three mortgages and our mortgage um, repayments were the same as what rent would have been so we were really really fortunate to own our own property um, of course you know getting into the property market now we wouldn't be able to do is ridiculous um, but it meant that we were able to you know build this purpose-built studio out the back of the house um, and my husband is very handy with a hammer thankfully so with a bit of help from the bank we built a nine square meter studio at the back of the property that was actually attached to you know the house I had proper power proper lighting I could paint it and decorate it the way that I wanted to oh that must um, have felt so good to have that <sighs> your own space like oh that oh my gosh I just yeah I remember I remember it so vividly and I would just sit and hang out in there and it was yeah it was incredible it was it was really incredible such a feeling eh? and that's yeah. all there's so much there to unpack like that is just such a great story that so many people will find inspiring I think because yeah. it just shows yeah. that you don't have to have everything perfect at oh, the beginning like people absolutely. people looking at you would think like you've got these beautiful salons and this amazing team and it's mm. it does look very glamorous and I guess a bit unattainable and I think that's what's so cool about hearing that is that yeah. that is not what it looked like in the oh, beginning <laughs> no way and I mean I'm talking about you know home studio and all the things that come with it like people were coming down my driveway like I was always having to make sure the lawns were mowed and um, I'd cleaned up the dog poo from the lawn and um, I had a puppy that like we had this old spa pool out the back of the house that hadn't worked ever since we moved in and we got a puppy and she like demolished the top of the spa pool lid and then I was devastated because clients had to walk past it and oh, um like there's when so I, much you don't think about I right? know well this is it because I so desperately wanted to be you know super professional, professional um yeah. I was a home studio but I didn't want that to mean that people got any um you know anything less in terms of service or experience um so it was stressful <laughs> yeah when you're starting out that's really important I, I found that too when it's just you you feel really conscious of that fact and you're yeah. like I want I want this to look like a proper business yeah, like absolutely. A absolutely and how did you come up with the name Loxie is such a cool name um thank you well look initially I was um a, a very other a, a very cool other name um Kate Harris Hair Extensions very original very literal uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. um, and then Loxies just came from it got to the point where I was like cool I need a logo like I need to do this properly and it was really just bouncing around ideas with a graphic designer and it was a play on words um, you know obviously locks um, and initially we wanted the brand to be like Loxie was a character and it was you know Loxie's hair boutique and then it just kind of got shortened to Loxie's over the years and I just I can't ever imagine it being anything else. It's just been perfect from day one. It's just perfect. and I, But I think that what often in cases, whatever you choose does end up being perfect because you kind of become become it and a lot of people get stuck with the name and they feel like it's a bit of like a naming paralysis at the beginning but I feel like whatever you choose, you will make it. It will become a different thing 
yeah and so that obviously you had your your shed in the garden and then your home studio and then there, there must have been a leap at some stage to open your own space with staff and then we're talking about like commercial leases and insurance and tax and PAYE and so much to learn about. How did you find that? Did it come reasonably naturally to you or did you have to sit down and study all of that? Oh, a bit of both. I mean, it got to the point where I couldn't work in nine square meters anymore in terms of how busy I was. And also because I still to this day don't cut or color here, um, I couldn't really offer the full service. You know, I really needed um, an expert stylist to be coming in to complete the package for me um so I think I, what did I do I mean I just started looking around for properties again this was before anything was too too crazy expensive in Auckland um and I just hit the jackpot with a small place in Greylin that um I mean yes it was a commercial lease but it was um, it was a lovely old man who owned the property. You know, it was not a big scary landlord. It was a person that I was dealing with. Um, the rent was fairly reasonably priced. Um, and yeah, then it came to needing to go to the bank, um, do projections as to what, you know, what I could be billing each week, what my overheads would be, um, how much money I'd need to borrow to make ends meet. Um, and then I bought on my first staff member, Amy, who only left, um, she left about a year ago. She had a baby at the same time as I had my daughter. Um, and Amy initially came on board as a contractor. So the whole point being there that I didn't have an employee, I didn't need to guarantee a certain amount of hours, I didn't need to do a PAYE, all those things that just felt way too overwhelming to me at the time yeah um and that worked out really nicely and then she became an employee probably um a year or two later and that meant yeah then I needed to understand PAYE and all of the things that came with being an employee yeah there's so much to learn oh yeah still <laughs> learning to this day <laughs> oh yeah it never stops and yeah. I think it might be helpful just quickly for those out there who aren't familiar with Loxies about your brand and everything so Loxies is all about flipping that kind of stereotype of bad hair extensions that we've we've touched on a little bit so we all know how cringeworthy that can be and I think Britney Spears bless her heart keeps Ooh, popping yeah. into my head when I oh, think about yeah. this oh yeah we've seen them haven't we I mean there's so many great examples out there of yeah you can spot them Tell us kind of, or can you kind of walk us through or describe what the Loxies experience now is like for me and the people out there who haven't come into your salon? Yeah. So, I mean, now Loxies is a full service salon. So yes, we absolutely specialize in high quality extensions with no gluing or braiding. So it's a lot more of a, um, a gentle method on your natural hair. So we are, we're obsessed with you know, holistic hair health and anything that we do with your hair, be it extensions or color, uh, making sure that it's good for your hair or, you know, not damaging at the very least. Um, so the whole experience for me really comes back to wanting to replicate that feeling that women were feeling when they came in to see me in the early days. So it's that old school customer service mentality that you, um, you know your stylist really well. They know you really well. They know your kids' names like there's a genuine care um, in that relationship and there's a respect that comes with um, never taking for granted the people that are sitting in your chair. So I just want it to be, I, you know, for clients when they step in, I want it to feel like home. I want them to feel like we care because we do. 
That's so good. And I think that really comes across in like what you've talked about a bit already and then also just your overall brand. Like it, it seems to be all about making women feel good. And you've kind of described that as like connection and confidence. And I think for an industry that is quite traditionally, I know it's not like that now, but traditionally built on making people feel bad about themselves. So they spend money to make themselves feel better. It's very refreshing to see that uplifting kind of positive approach. Has that been really deliberate? Like, is that part of your brand values or is that just your natural approach? Well, it's both. I mean, I think yeah, you're one or the other. That's just who I am as a person. That's how the business started. Um, I think it's cool to, I think it's awesome if you want to look good, but I think it's better to feel good. And that's really what we're about. And that's, you know, we're into, like you said, flipping the stereotype that comes with, you know, not great hair extensions. We're about natural, we're about enhancing natural beauty. We're not into fake, you know, um, extensions, super fake colors, um, it's about, yeah, enhancing the beauty that you've already got and just doing what you need to have done to make yourself feel amazing. Yeah, that paints such a good picture for us, for, for everyone who hasn't been in, and hopefully more people will be able to when you reopen. But, yeah, let's touch a little bit on your growth, because obviously, so it was about nine years ago, I think, that you, you started out, and then there's been a few exciting things that you've done along the way. So you actually opened up a salon in Wellington a few years ago, so that, good for Wellington um how did you find that opening up a salon in a city that you weren't living in because obviously you're not just there physically like being in two places at once it's impossible but also the market like that's not your home crowd how did you find that yeah well I mean Wellington is my home crowd and that's what drew me to it like I'm from Lower Hutt so I um I would visit Wellington a lot to see my family um but it was definitely an experience to say the least um I was young, child-free, <laughs> had some more energy. Um, I was traveling so much down there anyway, and it just, the way that it happened, you know, I had the idea in my mind, we were asked on a daily basis, can you guys open in Wellington? You know, we were getting inquiries for Christchurch, and it was like, I know Wellington, I like, we could do this, we could totally do this. And then I started looking at spaces, and it was just like, the doors continued to open, the stars aligned, and it just was, it was fairly easy dare I say it you know the the process to getting into the space um but it was still incredibly challenging I fell pregnant soon after signing the lease there with my first child that's timing that is great though. yeah yeah um so it was it was tough but amazing all at the same time like to be able to bring Loxie's love to a different area code and an area code that meant so much to me because I'm from there um, was phenomenal but it was it was really interesting as well just how different the clients were down there I just kind of expected it to be the same you know um, all united by a love of feeling great um, but yeah there were there were definite differences between the two salons yeah like cultural um, differences and the, the type yeah, of people yeah yeah I think Wellington was a little bit more of a slow burn in terms of you know um, people are so loyal to their stylists and trying somewhere new can sometimes be a bit challenging. I think that also in Auckland, we we almost like slowly earned our stripes, whereas in Wellington, we arrived, you mm. know? So there was some, some interesting um, negativity from other salons and things like that that I just hadn't um, come across before in Auckland. Um, so it was, 
yeah, it was an, an interesting experience, but it was phenomenal. And, um, and I'm still in touch with some clients that came into the salon down there. I loved every visit down there. I loved growing and developing the team there. Um, and I miss the salon a lot. Yeah, it's such yeah. a great growth experience for you to go oh, through, like replicating totally. the magic that you'd created in Auckland yeah. in a new place. And really testing that. Like, can you replicate it? Can you do it without being there? You know, I'm, I was such a personality. Everyone knew me in yeah. the Auckland salon because I started doing their hair. You know, there was already a relationship developed there. So A lot of loyalty um, built up, I guess. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. And so then you so you moved on from the Wellington Salon, which went into yeah. the hands of one of your, it was your manager, wasn't it? Who's taking yeah, uh, over. she wasn't the manager, but she was one of the original team members there, Zara. So it was just, it was the most beautiful um, way for that to have unfolded. You know, it was a, definitely an emotional decision for me. I wanted to have more babies or, you know, one more baby. Um, and it was really hard. I had 20 hours of childcare a week for um for my first and I was traveling to Wellington all the time and it was just I just kind of got to the point where I was like if I can't do this properly I don't want to do it you know and um but I was worried about my team I was worried about my clients and so um Zara buying the business was just the most perfect scenario because the team stayed there all the clients stayed there um and Zara was able to you know take over and build her brand while still offering our hair extensions and our method and um you know, all of it wasn't for nothing. Yeah, totally natural crossover. And like, it, yeah, moving on from a business or part of a business is, is so, such an emotional thing, like you say. And that would just have helped set your mind at ease so much knowing it was still in like loxy hands yeah. as such, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and she's done an amazing job with it. So that kind of cool. takes us on to where we are now. So you are poised to open a new city centre salon in Auckland, which is at Commercial Bay. So for people who aren't in Auckland, Commercial Bay is, is brand new, what's about to open hopefully soon. Big central shopping precinct, amazing retail and food and just, I can't wait to visit. So that's going to be your third salon fit out. And I think I heard, you, I read that after Wellington, you said you wouldn't open another <laughs> salon. I think after every salon, I've said no more salons. <laughs> and um, how did you change your mind? And what? And was it easier oh with gosh. number three? I mean, Commercial Bay changed my mind for me. Really, it was just such a such a phenomenal opportunity. You know, I think every salon in Auckland would have loved to be in the position that we're in. So, um, the fact that we even got approached to talk about it was such a compliment. Um, and it just it was too good to say no to. You know, and I did. I definitely went back and forth, and I said no a few times, and I said yes, obviously a few more. <laughs> Um, because we're doing it but um yeah sometimes you just have to go with opportunities like that right like yeah you can't control when they're going to come up absolutely and it's just I mean we're going to be the only salon in the in the development we're on Auckland's waterfront it's phenomenal you know it's just a um it was too good too good to say no to um it definitely hasn't um been easier the third time around um and i mean we've we're well versed in salon fit outs now and of course because i've moved the salon multiple times this is kind of the fourth or fifth now really um but this is a whole new level because it's in a mall you know so we are very used to and I, when i say we i mean my husband helps me do every single fit out like the last one we did I was 36 weeks pregnant with my second child you know in a mask painting like fitting fitting out the salon um but we're used to give us a box and we'll make it look beautiful 
Um, and of course in a mall, my goodness, it is just, it's been baptism by fire and um, a whole lot of learning. Um, and there's just red tape up the wazoo, you know. Um, yeah, and you so have a bit less control, right, I guess, in a mall setting. Like there's, totally, there's totally. There's much more of a shared space. Yeah, exactly. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's easily been the, the most challenging project I've ever worked on, but with challenge comes amazing, you know, an amazing end result. It's going to be an absolutely phenomenal space. Um, and, you know, we're so close to the finish line. This has been two years in the works. So Yeah, and then at the last hurdle, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit, but it's, yeah, it's just hit. But let's just quickly, before we get onto that, I want to talk about your team a bit because that's obviously really important for you as for growth. We, You know, you talked about your original clients were all handled personally by you, and then now you've obviously, you can't do everyone's hair so you've brought in this amazing team and I think as someone who's seen your brand from afar over the last nine years I think that's something I've really noticed is that kind of love and support that you put into your team so like for example when you had your Wellington salon you or your manager used to order a cake from Sweet Bakery that I had at the time for every single staff member's birthday like right down to the interns and the juniors and you post about them on social and you and you really value their training and their development has that been an important part of your success do you think absolutely absolutely I mean first and foremost clients are why we're there they're what we're obsessed with making their experience phenomenal but we can't do that with a team that aren't happy in what they're doing so team culture is something that I'm really passionate about and I think that you know and I talk to people about this all the time especially in job interviews you know you can have a client come in and leave and go oh my gosh my hair you know best best color I've ever had great cut but the vibe was funky, like just didn't feel right in there. There was something, something you just can't put your finger on. Yeah, and it's that, um, it's the vibe and the energy in a place that's really palpable and you walk in and you feel it or you don't. Um, and that starts with the team, you know. So um, I'm huge on giving the team the recognition that they deserve birthdays are a huge deal like who doesn't want a fuss made out of them on their birthday you know I think birthdays are very important yeah absolutely um and so I value the team I want to give them the the recognition that they deserve I have a phenomenal team um and yeah it's it's just so very important to me um yeah yeah and that really comes Um, across so that's obviously been yeah really well thank you I mean yeah I think it's very it was easy for, you know, because all the clients used to see me and it started out as just me, it was easy for it to be the Kate show in the early days and it's so far from that now. It's about the team that are in there every single day just creating this phenomenal work um, and, yeah, and, and the relationships that they have with their clients just the same way that I did. It's it's so special. Yeah, and that's a real yeah. testament to you because you've taken something that was just you and grown it to this thing that's way beyond that and has many wow. facets. And, Thank yeah. you. It's definitely a testament to them as well. They're amazing. Yeah, 100%. Yes. So that kind of leads us on to jumping back into the real world, sadly. It's been nice to have a little escape from that. But obviously right now we are right in the thick of our COVID-19 level four lockdown here in New Zealand and obviously hair services much to everybody's despair and lots of hilarity on the internet people cutting their own hair are not an essential service right now so your your salon and your new salon can't be open has that like tell us a bit about the impact that that's had on on business for Loxies. It's been um I mean, yeah, catastrophic to say the least. Um, I'm definitely positive, Polly, and everything will be okay. But, um, but yeah, it's been 
of an unexpected journey. I certainly didn't see this happening, you know, a month or two ago. Um, we can't operate in level three either, is, is my understanding of, of alert three. Um, so I kind of knew that it was coming, but it all happened very, very quickly as it did for everyone. Um, and now I feel like it's very much out of my hands. Obviously, there's not a lot that I can be doing right now except just trying to stay positive, planning for the future, um, and hoping we can get back to a level two really quickly so that we can be operating again. Yeah, um, and, so. and you obviously have a team of people. Your commercial-based staff hadn't started yet, but your, no. your other team, they're, they're at home now, they can't work. Has the government subsidy been helpful or does it not even really scratch the surface at the moment? I mean, I mean both, for sure. The unfortunate reality of the situation was that Commercial Bay was due to open on the 28th of March, which was the first week of lockdown. Um, so when lockdown happened or a few days before that, when we found out that Commercial Bay wouldn't be opening, um, I sadly had to make quite a few redundancies, which I've never had to do before um, in all of my years in business. Oh, I mean... Yeah, I will carry those conversations with me for, for the rest of my career. It was awful, um, for obviously for them. Um, but um, also to have to deliver stuff like that was awful. Yeah, I'm losing my words even mentioning it. But, um, it's just indescribable, really, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's such an awful time for everybody. Um, so, I mean, yes, of course the wage subsidy has been a phenomenal help and I am so grateful to live in New Zealand and have the support that we have. Um, I think the unfortunate timing, you know, how quickly all of this has happened and how it's evolving every single day did mean that um, when the wage subsidy initially came out, you know, you were having to meet that 80% threshold um and so hence the redundancies because without commercial bay opening, without that income stream, we were unable to, you know, meet that 80%. Um, so those decisions were made. And then, of course, sadly, from since then, the wage subsidies changed and, you know, I might not have needed to make those redundancies. So um, it's been, you know, I'm very grateful for the subsidy. It's been a huge help. Um, but at the same time, it, it's a drop in the bucket. A drop in the ocean, rather. Um, you know, in you terms still of have all the you know, rent and the power and, and oh, a million other business expenses that we don't yeah. know about. Like that's yeah, still and a and lot. the cost of a fit out of a new salon. You know, so it's um, it's not one business closed at the moment; it's two that we've been forecasting to be open right now. So, um, so it's it's pretty catastrophic. But I mean, everybody's in the same boat, you know. Um, and so there's there's some comfort that I take in that. Yeah, um, that's something that's quite unique right now about the business oh, situation is that yes, usually so when you go through a business crisis, it's it's kind of feels like it's, it's just you. Yeah. Um, but right now, like it is literally every person oh, in the whole country absolutely. going through. And this. I mean, the stories that I've heard, I've got I've got goosebumps right now even thinking about it. You know, we just there's still so much for us to be grateful for, um, and very blessed to be in an industry that you know people are absolutely going to be beaten down the doors you know the minute we can reopen yeah that's um, one bright side I guess like everyone's oh, really going to need their hair done after yeah that. yeah and I mean we're so busy such an amazing situation to be in but of course when the lockdown happened that meant we had 800 appointments to move wow. over the next four weeks like it's just been um yeah it's Jeepers. been a logistical <laughs> A logistical nightmare, yeah. of course. That um, would have been keeping you busy just arranging oh all of that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, a week solid, you know, yeah, pretty 
pretty incredible um but yeah i mean everybody's in the same boat i'm trying to really look on on the bright side and and this is where some great growth happens you know people pivot they have to change um they they innovate they you know everything's going online and it's really made me have to take a look at the business and and how we can do things differently and how we can um I mean, nobody could ever really prepare and plan for this going forward, um, but how we could make something like this not be such a massive impact yeah, if it were to for, happen again. for next time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that's what's great, if we can call it great about this right now, despite the circumstances, is just that people do have a bit of headspace and a bit of time to, well, maybe not time if you've got two toddlers at home, but um, yeah, headspace to get creative um, with how they're serving their customers and how they can future-proof business. And I think you, you have to you can't plan for this like you say you have to go through it to realize the gaps or the or the weaknesses maybe if we call them that in the business and you've get, been getting creative as well i've seen with the way that you're communicating with your customers as well like you've been doing videos for loxies at home and teaching people how to look after their hair themselves and things did you have to sit down at the start and plan that out or are you just like pure survival mode right now i mean initially it was pure survival mode um, and of course we're so different from a traditional hair salon where they're only doing cuts and colors you know it's one thing to have terrible regrowth but of course our situation means people have got terrible regrowth but they've also got extensions that are significantly grown out you know the longer you leave them the worse they get um so it was really like oh my gosh how are we managing the extension side of things first and foremost um so survival mode i did a um a video on how to remove the extensions yourself from home um and then from there it's been like okay cool now that we've gotten that that big one out of the way how can we continue to support people and what are some cool things that we can do to stay connected with our audience at this time and with our clients and I feel like all business as usual has kind of gone out the window it's like right now for me it's about reminding people about the people reminding our clients and our audience about the um the amazing faces behind the brand you know um and we're, we're all human, we're all connected right now, how can we help you, how can we serve you, um, and just making it about, yeah, human to human connection versus um, selling products or, you know, brand specifically. Yeah, and just keeping that personal connection alive so that when things, you know, eventually do creep back to normal, Loxies is front of mind and they feel confident in you and connected to you. Yeah, that's really important. So what can we do at the moment, people out there, both people who are already fans of yours and hopefully some new people, how can we support you? Can we book an appointment for when you reopen or buy things yeah. online or what can we Absolutely. do? Absolutely. Yeah, booking in with us, definitely. That would be a huge a huge support for us um, we do have an online store um, I think just engaging with us on social telling your friends about us um, yeah those are the biggest things right now staying staying connected with us and showing your support for Loxies by coming to see us when you can yeah absolutely love that nice and that's all things that yeah we can do in one way or the other at the moment so we would definitely be jumping on instagram liking and following so yeah so thank you so much i know that this is obviously a really shit time at the moment and i'm just so sorry that such a wonderful business you've built over this nine years is is, is going through this um but yeah i do i do want this to be a really positive and inspiring space and i think you've definitely brought that to the table just hearing your story is is going to be really 
inspiring. So just to finish, do you want, are you able to share with us, just to finish on a bit of a high note, what's the best piece of it, you know, either business or life advice you've received or maybe a favorite quote of yours? Oh, um, a life, well, life quote that translates well to business is that it's better to be kind than to be right. Um, big fan of that one. And then probably important for right now I'm telling myself on repeat every day is this too shall pass <laughs> um, and perspective is a choice you know it'd be easy to be very poor me right now um, and there's a lot of reasons to be down in the dumps but trying to flip the perspective and and keep focused on what I can control and and all of the goodness that's around right now that is fantastic. And if you have a look at the Pep Talk website and scroll to the bottom, you'll actually see right at the bottom there's this too shall pass. And that is oh, Yeah, amazing. that is one of, also one of my favorite quotes. So I think that's really important right now. So thank you for taking us out, wrapping that up on a bit of a high note. Um and yeah, just a perfect way to to get started with the day so thank you for joining us your loxie's business is so beautiful and i know we all wish you the best for now and then also when you reopen i can't wait to come in and visit you in commercial bay when i'm next up in auckland oh thank you grace we'd love that thank you for having me it's been an amazing start to the day thanks kate take care you too so I really think one of the best things to come out of that chat with Kate, something that really stood out to me, I guess, about her philosophy, is that things can be tough but amazing. As Kate said, with challenge comes amazing results. And that really ties in with one of my favorite quotes, that good things don't come from comfort zones. You really do just have to kind of lean into that challenge and remember that that's where the magic happens and I know that's easier said than done but you just have to know that when you're in the thick of it it means that there's going to be something amazing that comes out at the end. It is of course such a devastating time right now for everyone and for Kate who has two hair salons and all of her wonderful team to look after right now. Kate you're doing such a brilliant job and I just can't wait to visit when you're back up and running in brighter times. Everyone out there, please make sure you're following Loxies on social media. They are at LoxiesNZ on Instagram and throw a little love their way so that they know we are rooting for them during this tough time. Thank you for sharing your story, Kate, and everything that you've learned along the way. For everyone out there who's had a listen today, thank you so much for joining us for episode two. Please do let me know if you have a business idea someone you'd like us to reach out to for a chat and of course I would love for you to share the word about our podcast an easy way for you to do that right now is to take a screen grab on your phone and post it to your Instagram stories tagging us at pep talk nz I'm already looking forward to and so excited for our chat next week I hope you can join us until then bye